Welcome in once again, Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. We are into episode number 81, and our guest is Margaret Ressie Milkin. She is an expert recruiter and wants you to think differently about making hiring decisions. The people you hire have an impact on the world beyond just your organization. And here we go. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, number 81, starts now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business, one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Bolitnikoff, and I'm going to say the name right, but I'm also going to tell you what I thought it was, because as you all know on this podcast, I'm very bad at pronunciations. So the actual pronunciation is Margaret Ressy Milken, and I thought it was Margaret Reese Milla Kent. <laughs> so, <laughs> Margaret, I'm going to bring you in. Thank you so much for the pronunciation beforehand. So I didn't make a fool out of myself again on this podcast, but welcome to the podcast. Thank you for your time. Jeff, I'm delighted to be here with you. And I think you said my name beautifully. Well, that is awesome because that is kind of a rare occurrence, as longtime listeners know, where I don't mess up something with the name. But I'm going to give a little brief on your bio. And, and I really love a about what you said on your bio that here's the thing is you're really steeped in the insurance world and that's your career. And I'm going to have you get into that, but really you are, and, and this is how you describe yourself. You are an insurance evangelist, pro bono speaker, nonprofit board member, and you're also a talent strategist, diversity and inclusion catalyst. I love all of that. And I want to bring you into the conversation now to tell me about like your career arc and how you got to the place that you're at now. So Margaret, welcome again. The floor is yours. Well, thank you, Jeff. And I appreciate the, uh, the open here. Yeah, it's fun for me to talk about my journey and share it because it is an eclectic one. I do spend my time in my day job in the insurance industry, and it has been a wonderful avocation and passion for me over the last 30 years. I have been very blessed to be with Jacobson. We are an executive search and staffing firm, and I like to say that I have a roots and wings story with Jacobson. I literally fell into this business 30 years ago and was welcomed in by our wonderful and beloved founder, David Jacobson. So David is smiling down uh, from heaven right now, uh, maybe listening to this podcast. Uh, he told me, Margaret, I think that you'll be successful. So why don't you give this a try? And here I am 30 plus years later. I really fell into insurance out of undergraduate uh, University of Illinois as my alma mater, Golanai. And Joined Allstate as a management trainee. It was a great baptism by fire, learning a little bit about the insurance industry. And when times came where 
Allstate said, Margaret, you have to move to Akron, Ohio. And no offense to any listener in Akron. That was not what was in the cards for this city girl. So I decided to do what we did 30 years ago. And I looked in the paper and I found this ad for Jacobson under insurance. And they were looking for an actuarial recruiter. I had never been an actuarial recruiter. But I did know what actuaries were. And I did like actuaries because one of my rotations was with an actuary. So talk about leap of faith, talk about just making random associations and believing that something good was going to happen. And that is the road that led me to Jacobson. It's been a fun ride and it's still going. So that's my day job, Jeff. Well, I, I don't know if we're allowed to keep talking now because I know you just said go lie and I. Well, I'm more likely to say to you, we are Penn State. So uh, <laughs> but we both have our roots in uh, the Big Ten, though. So I guess that is yes, commonality, right? But Yes, we absolutely do. And I, I was going to say, I love the Big Ten. And when you're not rooting for when we're playing each other, I'll always root for Penn State. Great and, school. And vice versa. I feel the same way about Illinois. Now that we've got that out of the way and this interview can continue, of course, just getting, uh, of course. But let's talk about. All right. So. You, you took a leap of faith and you're on this career path that you're on now. And talk to me about what this means for you, because when you say that you're a diversity and inclusion catalyst, uh, how, how do you define that and how are you really kind of doing that on a daily basis? That's a topic I love talking about, uh, Jeff, because, you know, when I talk about my day job, yes, it's executive search and staffing. But what I realized, and I'm going to say this is going back about 10 years ago, I realized I had a platform. I realized that I had a network and a community and a voice for good. And there were some things that we were seeing in the insurance arena that were mirroring what we've been seeing in broader corporate America, that we had a gender issue and women were still diverse. And I jumped on this diversity and inclusion train and have been on it ever since. And it's been a joy. It's been a pleasure, a mission and an honor to serve in this space in this community and with my bias, which is all about action, all about change and action and doing good and promoting good and celebrating the wins that we have and working to get more. And that uh, that evangelism that I talk about, that passion, I really work every day to to make it real. And every win we have, we celebrate, we celebrate the near wins and we want more. And so that it's been really exciting and very positive. I've done this through uh, several groups that I've uh, had leadership roles in and still do. So I co-founded the Women's Insurance Networking Group. I did that with David Mendelson from DLA Piper, who is my dear friend and colleague and partner in all things DNI. We decided together that we could make a difference in the insurance industry. And at that time, men and women really weren't creating those genderless communities. There were women's groups doing a lot and being very, very active, but there were no groups that were welcoming to men. And we said, let's do that. So now, you know, having male allies and champions is a thing, but 10 years ago, it really wasn't. So David and I were on the cutting edge of that. And then I've stayed very, very active in STEM initiatives with Million Women Mentors, bringing STEM to insurance, 
the Insurance Supper Club, which is a global forum for female executives in insurance and directors to come together in a networking forum collaboration where there's lots of dialogue, lots of action, and a lot of heart and head decisions and impact that's being made here in the States and around the globe. That's just a little snippet for you, uh, Jeff, on some of the things that uh, I spend my time on, and I love it. Well, with a lot of people listening right now that are in the hiring type of mode, they're either owners or like yourself, they're somebody that's in talent acquisition or one of those types of things. Let's use our imagination. And the imagination that I want us to get into right now, or the way we should use our imagination is to imagine that I have built the world's largest convention center. And of course, it's going to be smack dab in the middle of a city because you, as you said, are a city girl. And I have invited everybody in the world and I have not missed anybody. Anybody that has anything to do with hiring, I have invited them to this convention center. They are now gathered And they're going to hear a keynote speech from you. What would you say to those people during your speech when it comes to hiring and what you're passionate about? We'll be back with our guest in just a second. And if you're really enjoying what you're hearing here, why not get some extras from our guest? After every podcast episode, we have some fun questions for our guest that we give exclusively to patrons. All you have to do is go to the top of womenreallymeanbusiness.com and check out the Becoming a Patron section. For just $5 a month, you'll get extras from each week's guest. For just $10 a month, you'll get the extras and we'll release the podcast to you before anyone else gets it. Not only will you get great extra content for yourself, but you'll support not only this podcast, but Athena International as well. So again, please consider becoming a patron at the top of womenreallymeanbusiness.com. All right, let's get back into the episode. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am so excited to be standing in front of you tonight because we have a moment and we have an opportunity to make a difference in the world. Every time you think about a hire, every time you make a hire, you're making a decision that is not just for your organization, but it's impactful and it's lasting. So what I'm going to ask you to do with me tonight is to reimagine. Reimagine your hiring journey. Reimagine the way that you evaluate talent. Reimagine the way that you decide to make that decision to choose candidate A over candidate B. And I think we have to shake it up. I think we have to find fresh ideas and new ways, and we have to challenge ourselves. We have to look our biases right in the eye, and we have to say we all have biases. How do we get beyond them? How do we get through them? How do we get over them? And that's the way that we're going to make the difference, and that's the way that we're going to make change. So this is an invitation. This is an invitation to change and to act. I hope that you join me, and hope is not a strategy. So I'm asking you to join me and to step into your power and to help me and those around me step into theirs. 
Well, I'll tell you what, for an impromptu keynote speech, I think that was awesome. And I know I put you on the spot there, but I thought you answered the question beautifully. Because uh, And podcast listeners, it's, uh, I'm talk, talking to you right now, all this stuff is right off the top of my head. I get really curious about something that a guest says, and then I kind of expand on that. So for you, Margaret, to feel that question so beautifully, hey, kudos to you, because that was a he- heck of a curveball I threw at you. <laughs> Well, thank you, Jeff. And, you know, thank you for the opportunity. I think I've learned and I've I've felt with men and women that I've partnered with on this journey that we're stronger together you know, as a chorus of voices. One of uh, many mentors, I, I have their voices in my head right now. I'm thinking about Barbara Schoenhofer, the founder of the Insurance Supper Club, and Edie Frazier, the founder of the Women's Business Collaborative, Inga Beal the former CEO of Lloyd's, who is a diversity champion in all aspects. And she says you can only have diversity and inclusion when there's trust. So I really always come to this conversation, these moments with trust. We start with trust and we build from there and we build together. And it's not just one voice. I'm a big believer in connecting that what I do, what I do for a living and what I do with all of my avocation. I'm a connector and I love to create choruses, choruses of people who are telling the story and we're singing, we're singing the same songs and we are coming together. And that's how we're making the difference. So we're doing this in insurance. I really love the idea of being able to share some of this message with people from other industries to say, you know what, grab hands and do it together. It really does make an impact when we do partner and we do use the collective voice versus the solo. There's a time for a solo, but not right now. (laughs) Right now, it's the time for the chorus. Well, let's talk about your avocation as we round into the last few questions in this interview. And I'm just going to read directly from your bio. And you say that you are grounded in your avocation for recruiting stellar talent with a holistic, high-touch approach. Tell me about that approach. What I will say, Jeff, is... My my work and my holistic approach is, uh, is, is very uniquely Margaret. When I'm talking to someone about their career, I can't segment their career from their life. I'm talking to the whole person. I'm talking to that husband, that mother, that daughter, that son, that niece, that community advocate, that person, that whole person. And so I've brought that mission into my executive search work. That comes from David Jacobson, who really grounded me with that with that spirit and with that message. He said, Margaret, you're building relationships. You're making friends. Care for those people. And they'll care for you. And that has been hallmark for, for me and my career, how I treat my clients, the executives that I represent. They're my community. They're my friends. I care about them and they care about me. And there's a mutuality here and there's a lot of respect built into that. There's a lot of honor. There's a lot of responsibility because this isn't a transaction in the work that I do. It's a relationship. And some of those relationships, I'm very proud to say, have lasted my entire career, my 30 plus years. 
So I treasure those long-rooted relationships, and I love the new relationships as well. But it's all about the relationship. I had a uh, guest back in episode number 53, Erin Green, owner of Verify Services. And she said when she's talking about her employees, I think you're going to love this. She said that it's about the people first and the work second. I do love that. It's so, so true. Sometimes I find myself smiling when one of those moments happen, when, when we get it right. And one woman told me, she said, this has changed my life. And you know what? In that moment, I think to myself, that changes me. That changes my life. That's why I get up in the morning. That's why I, I work late into the night and on the weekends. And, you know, sometimes it's, uh, it's, it's important and it's fun and it's energizing, but it's really meaningful. And it really does make a difference in people's lives. So I completely echo that it is about the people. That's why we do what we do. Well, it's That's why I do what I do. Absolutely. And it's still about you in this interview, though, because you're usually there for others. But this interview this week, it's all about you, Margaret. So let's talk about some resources that you might recommend to people. And this doesn't even have to be anything professional. It could be just things that inspire you. But really, I'd love to hear what you would like to recommend to the audience right now? Well, I have recently become a yogi and I have to tell you that I've been practicing yoga for about a year and it's made such a difference, talking about difference in my life. Something as simple as breathing and focus and taking that moment to pause and to celebrate and to reflect, love it, recommend it highly. So that is something that I, I offer and I gift to everybody else. Just give it a try. I never thought that I would like it, that I would enjoy it. And I really, really do. And I feel like it has uh, given me some, some great balance and a real reflection that I haven't had before. So that's one thing. The other thing I'd love to do to, uh, to refresh and to renew is I'd love to read. I'm an avid reader and I'm always reading, reading two or three books at, the, at a time because that's just, you know, sometimes I'm reading for fun. Sometimes I'm reading just because I'm curious like you. And it really does help. So whatever, I think whatever time you have to do a little bit of reading, I think it's just good for the soul. Well, we're going to give you the mic once again. You already addressed the audience once with your keynote speech, but at the end of the interview, as longtime podcast listeners know, I always give the mic back to my guest and let them take the podcast in any direction that they want as we close it out. So once again, Margaret, the floor is yours. As I was reflecting on this conversation. I had so many thoughts in my mind and a lot of those came back to my family, to my mom and my dad, my grandmothers, uh, really strong women who shaped me and my father, who was such a male champion, even though they weren't called that then, who said, Margaret Ann, you can do anything. You can be anyone you want to be. And that message is in my heart and in my head every day, Dad. Thank you. And thank you to my mother, Mary, my grandma, Juanita, my namesake, Grandma Margaret, who shaped me into the woman I am. And I feel that responsibility for all women and for our enlightened men and my enlightened son and my, my beautiful daughter, Monica. It's all about them. Really tying it up for me. 
comes back to my roots, comes back to my family. And that's a big uh, moment of gratitude. Well, speaking of a moment of gratitude, I was grateful to have you on the podcast this week. And Margaret Ressi Milkent, and I think I got that right again, two in a row. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for being here. What a pleasure. Jeff, thank you so much for the opportunity. It was fun to share the journey with you. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun for me too. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, Renee Williams is in the nonprofit world now, but has pivoted several times in her career to end up where she is and tells us, among other things, you have to be smartly spontaneous as you navigate your work life. Also, we will have three weeks in a row of interviews with Athena International board members. Renee is the first of three. We are very excited to have all three on. And here's a bit from Renee. I don't know that there were doubts, and this is where I would say I would encourage young leaders especially to not be afraid to follow a plan. And that doesn't mean throw everything against the wall and see what sticks or shoot into the wind and see where you end up. Be smart about each move you make, but be smartly spontaneous. I like that. Smartly spontaneous. I like that. That's great. Smartly spontaneous. Yeah. Think think through a decision, but but don't be stuck to a plan that you think you had to follow for your life. I've I've made plans my whole life about what I thought I wanted to do or what I thought I wanted to be. And each time, you know, it's not that I've not been quite right about it. It's been that a surprise came. And and each time the surprise came, things have been better than anything I could have planned had I followed my plan. Please help us grow. Rate and review us on the podcasting service you use to listen. It is so valuable and important. Thanks in advance, and we hope you are back for the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International.